The TNT Shop has great gift ideas for your furry family member. And we don't mean your Aunt Dolores. You stink! The TNT Shop has it all at tntradio.live. Well, welcome to The Reckoning with Timothy Shea on today's News Talk Radio, TNT. I posted a meme today that said it didn't start with the gas chambers. It started with one party controlling the media, one party controlling the message. One party deciding what is truth, one party censoring speech and controlling the opposition, one party dividing citizens into us versus them and calling on their supporters to harass them. It started when good people turned a blind eye and let it happen. And the picture was of a Nuremberg rally. Democrats are acting as though it's 1930s Germany. For all their faults, It's not the Republican Party that's acting like Nazis. It's not the Republican Party that's using FBI as their own private brown shirts. It's not the Republican Party that's looking to censor speech, take parental rights away from parents, and divide a nation. This has to end. The Democrat Party is hell-bent on destroying this country by bringing us back to the darkest days of the last century. It's not an overstatement. I'm not fear-mongering. I'm a pattern recognition expert, not a conspiracy theorist. But what I see are those on the left also advocating for genocide of the Jews. And all the fake virtue signalers that are so worried about a genocide in Palestine, a place that has never been a country, are curiously silent about the millions of Christians, about the millions of blacks, about the millions of people who are being raped, abused, and tortured by Muslims in Africa, from Libya to Mauritania, Nigeria. Remember Boko Haram? Remember Bring Back Our Girls? That curiously died out in a heartbeat, didn't it? Islam was responsible for the transatlantic slave trade. It was Islamic blacks in Africa that were capturing non-Islamic blacks and selling them. That's how the Atlantic transatlantic slave trade originated. We still have over a million people being held as slaves, sex slaves and labor slaves, In Muslim countries today, why is the left so curiously silent about that? Why is the left so curiously silent about Christians being persecuted? Why is the left in bed with Islam just exactly the way that Adolf Hitler was? These are controversial points I'm making. I understand that. But they're also points that need to be considered. They're also points that need to be investigated. We say that this is the most important election in American history coming up, and it is. Sarah Sanders Huckabee, Sarah Huckabee Sanders said, it's a choice between normal and crazy. It's even more than that. It's a choice between good and evil. Again, not a fan of what a lot of the Republicans are doing. In fact, my biggest complaint with the Republican Party is what they're not doing standing up and fighting. 
I want the Republican Party to act like Mark Wayne Mullen. Here's a place. Now's the time. Let's go. Where's that spirit? Where's that spunk? Where is the animus that the Republican Party has held for violations of civil rights from its very beginning? Remember, before 1856, it was the Democrat Party and the Whig Party. What happened to the Whigs? Well, they petered out over slavery. But the Republican Party in Dixon, Illinois, didn't just say no to slavery. They said hell no. And they organized an entire political party around the principle that other human beings should not be owned. Where's that Republican Party? Where's the Republican Party that pushed through the 1964 Civil Rights Act and Voting Act? against the opposition of Democrats. Where's the Republican Party that got the 19th Amendment granting women suffrage passed through the House and Senate and ratified as part of our Constitution? Where's that Republican Party? Where's the Republican Party that passed the 13th, the 14th, and the 15th Amendment freeing the slaves, granting them full citizenship, and denying those who would bring us back to the dark days of slavery, the power to do so. Why is the Republican Party so concerned with Second Amendment rights? Well, because they see what happens to an unarmed populace in the face of a tyrannical government. And make no mistake, our government now is out of control. The FBI is out of control. Joe Biden isn't even controlling the FBI. Joe Biden isn't controlling his own bowels. Whoever's calling the shots in this country is doing so with an animus toward we the people that must be opposed by each of us. I'm Timothy Shea. This is The Reckoning. The inaugural Conference of Australians for Science and Freedom brings together thinkers and community leaders to share learnings, formulate plans, and help establish new and emerging networks and organizations to restore a thriving Australian society founded on science and freedom. Join the exciting lineup of health professionals, scientists, economists, lawyers, journalists, and community leaders to discuss a range of hot issues, including healthcare policy, democracy and human rights, education, the media, in the role of grassroots organizations. The Australians for Science and Freedom Conference will be held at the University of New South Wales, High Street, Kensington, New South Wales, from 8.30 a.m. to 6 p.m. on Saturday, 18th November, and 8.30 a.m. to 4 p.m. on Sunday the 19th. Plus, TNT Radio will be broadcasting from the conference. Tickets available now at scienceandfreedom.org. Clashing on the controversies. It's a woke society, and I am fed up with it. Today's News Talk Radio, TNT. The Federal Communications Commission, the FCC, has adopted new rules aimed at preventing what it terms digital discrimination in access to broadband services. But the move has drawn skepticism from the industry. And here with the story, joining me now is TNT Radio News producer Adam Clark, a.k.a. Ruckus. Thanks, Timothy. These new rules, which were approved this week, uh, just a couple days ago, November 15th, uh, aim to ensure that all Americans have equal access to reliable and high-speed broadband services 
without discrimination based on income level, race, and other protected classes. They would allow the FCC to investigate possible instances of discrimination of broadband access and, when necessary, penalize companies that impede equal connectivity, quote, without adequate justification, end quote. The FCC defines digital discrimination as, quote, unquote, policies or practices that, quote, unquote, differentially impact uh, consumers' broadband access without providing, quote, genuine issues of technical or economic feasibility, end quote. Uh, according to the agency, quote, as the law requires, the FCC will consider arguments that legitimate business impediments preclude equal access to broadband service in particular communities, end quote. In a statement following the FCC's approval, U.S. Vice President and lover of Venn diagrams, Kamala Harris, said the rules will help to, quote, protect civil rights, lower costs, and increase Internet access for Americans across the country. Quote, one provision of our bipartisan infrastructure law that President Biden signed exactly two years ago directed the Federal Communications Commission to create first of its kind rules to prevent digital discrimination. Today, the FCC answered our call by voting to adopt these necessary rules taking a critical step to pro to prohibit digital discrimination in high-speed internet access based on income, race, ethnicity, religion, and national origin, end quote. I can almost hardly believe she actually said all of that, but she did. There is still no clear standard for tracking so-called inequities, excuse me, in the provision of digital services. The FCC hopes its new rules will streamline the process for reporting such issues to establish an official record of discrimination going forward. That's right. It will go down on your permanent record. However, the industry, the telecommunications groups uh, have opposed the framework, arguing that the policy would hamper investment in communities by requiring regulations that the industry says are unnecessary. The NCTA, the National Cable and Telecommunications Association, has criticized the FCC for seeking, quote, expansive new authority over every aspect of the broadband marketplace. Uh, the NCTA said in a statement, quote, in combining the tremendous scope of these rules with the improper adoption of a disparate impact standard, one that includes income as a protected class, the FCC has manufactured an environment that makes standard business practices from credit checks to uniform pricing to deposits for equipment potentially unlawful. Many, if not most longstanding uniform business practices could be seen to have differential impacts on consumers with different income levels. It added that, quote, the FCC's regulatory overreach will prove impossible to administer and impossible to comply with, end quote. Well, maybe that's the reason they're doing this. Uh, some comment about this. The Citizens uh, Against Government Waste, which is a nonprofit organization, said the new rules will have a, quote, negative impact, end quote, on broadband providers, regardless of size and scope of their services and their customers. You mean even the little guys? Uh-oh. It stated, quote, with this order, the FCC is making it not only unattractive, for providers to apply for funding and build infrastructure in these communities, but also creating an environment where potential providers will find it untenable to offer service to those communities, end quote. Ah, and then 
In comes Elon Musk with his incredibly convenient Starlink provided internet services. But maybe I'm just a conspiracy theory by uh, a theorist by interjecting that at the end, Timothy. But what do you think? I think you're right on there. In fact, look, all this is is called gotcha legislation, right? It's a rule that's on the books. It's never going to be enforced, but they're going to use it selectively to fine businesses under the rule for having violated it. Uh, ex post facto. This is the problem with this whole notion of equity. We are a nation of equality, not equity. Everyone has equal rights, equal access to whatever is out there in the marketplace. Okay. But I don't have a right to an Hermes tie just because my boss wears an Hermes tie. I don't have a right to that. If I want to save my money, and get the money to buy it. The store can't deny it to me, but I don't have a right to it. And that's the difference between equality and equity. Equity would mandate that the store give me one for free because my income isn't nearly what my boss's is. And that's what they're going to do here. Let's look at the situation of rural Americans. Let's look at, oh, I don't know, Utah. Are you telling me that if there's a family of Mormons way out in the desert where there's no internet line already that FCC is going to make sure that they have broadband connection? No, but they sure are going to make sure that the Zuni reservation does. So they're going to have a disparate impact, but they don't care because the people they're going to be discriminating against, they don't care about. And it's going to get to the point where it's like, okay, well, we gave them broadband. Yeah, but you didn't give them the high speed. They got to give them the high speed. If you give person A high speed, you got to give person B high speed. And if person B has a lower speed package because they didn't want to pay for the high speed, well, you've discriminated against person B. No, I didn't. I gave them access to whatever they wanted. They chose B. Yeah, but they chose the lower level. Yeah, but you know, B B's discriminated against because B doesn't have the high speed. That's how this is going to be enforced. And Brendan Carr, one of the FCC commissioners, came out earlier in the week with a letter saying that this is completely ultra varies. FCC is expanding the scope of its regulatory authority way beyond the field of communication. So we're not just going to be talking about ISPs. We're not going to be talking about companies that make the wire, companies that install the wire. No, we're going to be talking about landlords. We're going to be talking about real estate agents. We're going to be talking about a whole host of industries that have absolutely nothing to do with the communications marketplace. But FCC is going to be regulating them. Adam, this is the digital version of the waters of the United States, where if a land developer literally has a drainage ditch or a seasonal depression that forms a, a vernal pond that EPA can regulate that as a wetland. This is the digital equivalent of that. Yeah. And um, I'll leave you with a, a rhetorical question or something to consider for, for you and the listener. Um, has has as an individual have people in general would you say that their lives are improved or gotten better by having access to high-speed broadband internet or 
on the other side, uh, the flip side is there, is it much easier for the globalist elite technocrats to control every aspect of a person's life as if they were a slave by giving them access to high-speed broadband internet? Just saying. There is that. There's another thing. How come they're so concerned about having access to the internet, but they're not concerned about inequitable access to social media? Have a great weekend, Adam. Thanks for another fantastic story. You're listening to The Reckoning on TNT Radio. TNT Radio's Joe Hoft. We're in a situation like never before in world history. We've been through world wars, but what we're seeing now is just amazing. We've either got communism where it's just the government. The government runs things and that's just the way it is. Your soul is gone. It's diminished. There's nothing else. And or uh, fascism where you have the government working with big industry, which seems to be the model that's being pushed on uh, the West um, really by all these guys that are in the EU and, and World Economic Forum, they all have connections to the uh, fascists from uh, the past, the Nazis in, in Germany. He, she mentioned the guy, the head of Luxembourg, who used to be the head of uh, the EU, the guy who was drunk all the time. Huh? His family uh, were, were Nazis and they looted and stole booty from Jews during World War II and became wealthy. It's similar to the Soros family. These are the kind of people uh, that are continuing with their initiative to, to rule the world through fascism. Joe Hoft on TNT Radio. The Light is Britain's far-right conspiracy theory paper spreading hate and vicious lies. No, that's what the BBC say. The Light is the only national newspaper bringing you the real news and informed opinion on what's really going on today. You can subscribe, order copies, submit articles, and read back issues on our website, thelightpaper.co.uk, and see for yourself why the establishment are so worried about the uncensored truth getting out to people every month. They've launched a new service called Wake Up Your Neighbours, where you can get copies delivered to the streets right around you if you don't want to do it yourself. The Light Paper. Not for right, just right so far. Thelightpaper.co.uk It's time to switch on today's News Talk Radio. Very entertaining. Yeah. TNT. If you've got the feeling that your government's out to get you, it's because it is. And Charlie Robinson's been uncovering the century-long plan for world domination by the psychopaths that are currently running the planet. While some might laugh at how insane it all is, Charlie focuses on how we can foil their dastardly plans. Like to welcome back to the reckoning, Charlie Robinson. Well, thanks for having me. It's good to see you again. Did the, has has the world gotten any better since we last spoke? Ah, uh, no, no. But we have had a state visit from Joe's boss. Xi Jinping yes. was in San Francisco and. Charlie, Mirabaladictu, all of a sudden the streets of San Francisco were sparkling clean. It's soon to go back to being a shithole again next after the weekend, I'm certain. Clean streets for G, but not for thee, as they say. Right? Yeah. Yeah, funny how they just magically rounded up all of those homeless people. And what did they do with them? Did they put them on trains and resettle them in the east i got that distinct feeling from uh from somebody because it feels like uh, they just magically were erased from uh from san francisco this is this has been a huge problem i think that the people that live there have recognized this is a fixable problem of course it's not that California got hit by this massive uh, earth, the big one, you know, the big earthquake that they had promised right. for all the 30 plus years that I lived in California, never got hit by that. You know what it got hit by? 
democratic policies might even be worse. We might even be wishing for the big earthquake or the comet or whatever, because at least it would make sense. But the way San Francisco is set up right now, it's all Gavin Newsom's uh, fault. Board of Supervisors, youngest mayor of San Francisco, lieutenant governor, governor. I mean, yeah. if anybody has their fingerprints on it, it's Gavin. It's It's all him. Groomed and installed all along the way, just like a certain young boy out of Kenya that we might remember. And you know where it all starts, Charlie? California putting in that jungle primary back in, you know, what was it, 10, 15 years ago. So now all we have in state races are Democrats running against Democrats. Well, if Soros has it his way, that's how it'll always be. He figured out pretty right. early on, you get a bigger bang for your buck by going after these local politicians as opposed to the the presidential race. It's hard to tell whether your money's even working on that, but you definitely know that it's working when you install woke district attorneys like Chessa Bowden, who can go ahead and decriminalize stealing under $951, you know? So, so you've got that going on. You have open air drug marts. You have uh, Rep. Anthony Weiner, another board San Francisco Board of Supervisors graduate, who's openly advocating for the lowering of the age of consent with children. So this is a problem, and this is not going to get better. The people of San Francisco I have mixed emotions about, though, because on the one hand, they voted for this, and you can't right. act surprised when you get what you vote for. But on the other hand, I do recognize that there's got to be a pocket of sane people in there that are like hostages that say, I didn't vote for any of this. I didn't. I don't want any of this. I have to live in San Francisco because I work for this company or I, I grew up here or it changed. I didn't change. But what you're doing to these people, to the minority of people that maybe don't want this, is that they have no place to go and they're, they're stuck being a participant in this doom loop that's unfolding right in front of their eyes. It's taking down the entire city in a way that I think it feels like a social terrarium. You know, you add wokeness and stir in some Soros money and then you and you shake and bake it at, at, you know, at 100 degrees until the power grid goes down. And then voila, you've got what we've got in San Francisco right now, which is insanity. Yeah, I feel sorry for the good San Franciscans, just like I feel sorry for the good New Yorkers. But I love New York City. It's my favorite city on the planet. Uh, Paris comes close, but that's been ruined now, too, with the Muslims. You can't even go down the Champs-Élysées now. It looks like a homeless encampment. They had to put a big glass wall around the Eiffel Tower, which I'm hoping someday comes down just like this vertical Citroën neon sign that ran up the uh Eiffel Tower back in the, the 30s and 40s and 50s was finally removed. I hope we see a world where we don't have that monstrous carbuncle as Prince Char then Prince Charles referred to I.M. Pei's pyramid out in front of the Louvre. Uh, now the monstrous, monstrous carbuncle is that ugly fence around the Eiffel Tower. But I'm not going to retire to New York City. I had been planning on it. That's where I wanted to retire. I'm not going to do that now. People need to start voting with their feet and voting with their wallets. And they have been. San Francisco has seen an incredible loss in tax base under these Democrats. And don't forget, Kamala Harris is in that same San Francisco political stew. 
that's where she came out of, you know, Willie Brown's <clears throat> assistant who became DA and uh, then Senator replacing Barbara Boxer and now uh, allegedly the vice president. There's a little cabal there in San Francisco, yeah. Pelosi's, Feinstein's, Newsom's, Newsom's business partners are the Gettys. You've got anybody that comes out of that San Francisco Board of Supervisors. It's like they they send them to crazy school. They come right. up with the dumbest ideas you've ever heard of. And and it's one thing, uh, you know, if you're sitting around getting high with your buddies on a Friday night and you come up with these ideas, it's quite another thing on Monday morning to go and implement them into policy. And, and then the, the rest of the humanity has to live around them. You mentioned New York City. Over the next three years, Mayor, Mayor Eric Adams has said that it will cost the city of New York $1 billion mm-hmm. just for hotels just yeah. for hotels three years that's a million dollars a day for hotels for illegal immigrants and they've said well we've got to cut back on on the budget five percent right off the top we're just going to cut it out so that means no more cops maybe no more trash pickup or at least you know your trash pickup will be impacted some way shape or form um what are we doing what what is the plan here are we going to be so nice and so welcoming that we turn these cities into rubble and then the people that are coming here will just say you know i prefer venezuela i prefer the mental in the insane asylum in venezuela is better than just walking down the street in new york city and when you get to that point boy You've 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 lost the plot along the way. You've really you've really destroyed things. New York City goes through these cycles, you know. I mean, it goes through these era these these eras in the seventies, where it was kind of sketchy, and then it got a little. Oh, bit, it wasn't it kind better. of sketchy. It was full sketch. Full sketch. Yeah, you could you could well listen it, but if you wanted heroin, that was a great great place to go get it. You know, you could get it wherever yeah. you wanted, and so you you see how these policies and and you you know you see how government for better or for worse, can have an impact on the city. And and you hope that this is just part of a down cycle. You know, you hope that this is, if this were a stock, this would be the time that you'd go in and start buying it, right? But I can't do that in San Francisco because I don't see a path forward. Much like Mayor Eric Adams said for New York City, I'm usually optimistic, but I don't see a path towards success here. I don't right. see that in San Francisco either. If you're a commercial real estate uh, company that's holding, you know, that that owns a high-rise office building in San Francisco, how far out into the future are you forecasting? Because if you're looking in the next 10 years, you got nothing, man. That, that, this, you're sitting on a depreciating time bomb. So it doesn't look like it's going to get fixed in a hurry. It doesn't look like it's going to get fixed maybe even in a, over the course of a, a, a decade or two. It might not even get fixed at all. I don't know that there's even an appetite in California to fix this city because I think to admit that it was a failure, to admit that these policies didn't work and that it turned San Francisco into an open air prison, I think that would be an indictment on these woke policies. And the minute you start to give them any sort of doubts, it's over for them. So they have to continue this Potemkin village that they've got of San Francisco because to admit their failings would be to admit that they're not just failing in San Francisco, but it's Portland, Seattle, Chicago, Philadelphia, New York City. I mean, and it's all by design. None of this is by mistake. I'm going to drop a headline on you right now. Look forward to getting back with you after the news. You're listening to The Reckoning on TNT Radio.
TNTradio.live. The station, the first to broadcast. Breaking news. TNT Radio News. For TNT Radio News, this is James O'Neill. A teenage Israeli woman soldier who was kidnapped by Palestinian terrorist group Hamas on October 7th has been found murdered in the Gaza Strip. Australian Prime Minister Anthony Albanese has heightened the focus on climate change and bushfires in a meeting with Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau in San Francisco. Appearing on Fox News, former Democrat Congresswoman Tulsi Gabbard discussed the anti-Israel sentiment from some members of her former party. We're the pinup boys and poster girls for free speech. We just don't look as impressive as Vladimir Putin shirtless on a horse. Yeah. 24 7, 365. We never stop sifting fact from fiction, misinformation from the truth. From government overreach to the latest on mandates, big tech censorship to propaganda gone mad. Listen to TNT Radio and get the news and views direct from our expert presenters and commentators anywhere you go. Ask Alexa or Google to play TNT Radio or download the TNT Radio app for free from the App Store or Google Play. Today's News Talk. This is TNT Radio. I'm talking with Charlie Robinson. You can find him at the Octopus of Global Control.com and on X at Macro Aggressions. Charlie, none of this is by design. You you said what's the plan? Well, clearly the plan is to end the American Empire, as the critics like to call it the same way they ended the Roman Empire. Bread and circuses, moral decay, financial ruin, and ushering in a new dark ages. I really think that's what the plan is. I'm holding up my, for those on uh, listening just on radio, I'm holding up my book, The Controlled Demolition of the American Empire that I wrote with Jeff Berwick. We lay this out. We talk about how this is not accidental. There have been many empires that have come before. The Roman Empire is a, is a great example of this. They follow a very particular cycle. It's an eight-part cycle. And when you analyze it, it's undeniable that we're at the eighth stage. What, call it a fourth turning, call it the end of the empire, whatever you want to say. But the decisions that are being made right now aren't happening in a vacuum. They're being made to happen. And they want us to see this. It's part of the it's part of the process is that you've got to, you, you, you not just live through the collapse, you have to watch it in slow motion. And look, to be fair, there's aspects of the American empire that need to go away. You know, the thousand military bases all over the place and the, and the, the infinite money printing and the things like this, you know, these are, these are expenditures that we really can't uh, sustain long-term and we've become a, a, quite an aggressive nation and i think a lot of countries are are not thrilled with our behavior and 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 i and i don't blame them so so it's not so much that america goes away but some of the ancillary components of this empire go away and and if that it, much in the same way the soviet union fell but mother russia stayed right like a like a somebody that's that's freezing to death on a mountain and their body prioritizes the blood flow to the heart and lungs and brain and maybe you lose the tips of your finger right so you lose slovenia and slovakia and the czech republic but you you protect mother russia and i envision a time in the future where the american empire has gone away and that america needs to prioritize the blood flow to keep its vital organs working and that is uh, unfortunately where we're headed it seems like it seems like some of these extra features of the empire are falling apart uh, maybe sooner than we thought 
So, Charlie, are you saying that I should be rooting for the Yellowstone supervolcano? <laughs> lose, lose the western third of the country? Well, I I want us to get through this transaction or transition as, as unscathed as possible. And I think the best way for us to do that is to get honest with what's happening and to pay attention and to make moves in advance and to be proactive in, in our responses to things and to not say, oh, well, that'll never happen here. I hope it never happens here. But I mean, it, you're, the relationship we have with our money as a prime example, your money was safe in the bank today and it was safe in the bank yesterday. Is it going to be safe tomorrow? I hope so. But there may come a time when it's not. And if you recognize the signs and if you see this insanity, the money printing, the changes to the laws, and you still look at this banking system and you go, oh, I feel very comfortable there. And, and maybe you're waiting for MSNBC or Fox News or CNN or the Daily Mail or somebody to tell you, now's the time to get your money out of the bank. You're going to be the last guy. You're, the, the the music will stop, and they're yeah, pulling no all chair the chairs out. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And the question isn't whether your money is safe in the bank. Your question is whether the, your money's worth anything, right? People right. had a lot of money in Confederate dollars, and then all of a sudden they couldn't buy a peanut butter sandwich. So I think that's really the big fear. And I think that's why people are starting to get back into precious metals and why people are starting to... Uh, stockpile essential food and supplies in extra to be able to barter. I think a barter economy, look, we're already a barter economy in the inner city, right? We have, we have people stealing whisk. Jugs of whisk are the currency in the inner city now, right? You, you get a jug of whisk and then you can go buy some drugs and, or you can buy time with a prostitute or you could buy whatever. We're going to have a massive black market. And it's going to be completely unregulated. You're going to have profiteers. And again, I think it's the plan. I want to know where these people are coming from, though, because they've aborted so many millions of themselves over the last 50 years. And now with this whole trans agenda the, and the gene jabs, we're seeing so many fertility problems. It, it's got to be the schools. I think that's why they've turned the schools into government indoctrination camps, because they're not reproducing their ideas. They're just inflicting them on a, on a larger portion of the, the population. In fact, mathematically speaking, they have to get them in the schools. This is a group that cannot reproduce on their own. Right. And so you're you're forced to capture people. And, you know, listen, I've been I've been all over Yuri Bezmenov's work lately, and he talks about this uh, four steps towards ideological subversion. And, yeah. you know, and he says you, you need you need uh, 25 years or so. But if you've got the time, we can show you how to do it. And one of the things that he talks about is the uh, is 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 accessing the schools and taking an entire you need an entire generation someone to go all the way through school in order to grab them grab their minds and uh demoralize them in a way so that they're very confused about the world in which they live in and after that point he said that you've got to do a, there's got to be a period of destruction a two to five year uh, window for that but step three is crisis a right. six-week crisis is all that's needed, right? And so we go back to, oh, I don't know, the, the summer of 2020, right? What did we have? We had we had COVID, we had COVID lockdowns, we had BLM, we had crisis. We had the masquerade. Right? And then, 
Yep. After that, though, after the fourth step on it is normalization. And that is a period that he says is an undefined amount of time. It just is, it becomes all of the the ideas that they've wanted to to push into you that they needed the crisis for that's when they come in and that's when they become locked in place you and i still take our shoes off when we go through the airport after for after 9 11 it was a temporary measure right but we're still doing that that's a temp nothing is as permanent as a temporary government measure as they say right so yeah so exactly. here we are almost 20 you know over 20 years later 20 years since the patriot act and we're still taking off our shoes and we're still can't take water through and all these things and, it, and that is what yuri talks about the normalization now you tell some kid who's 16 years old that there was a time before all the security at the airport and they'd go, wow, that's like black and white television to them, right? You know, or yeah. a rotary phone. Rotary dial phone, exactly. Yeah. That's how long it takes. 25 years, you can change the culture, but you have to have access to the kids and you've got to have access to the schools, the government schools when they're young and then the colleges and universities. And boy, what have we seen lately? A, a complete capture of those institutions. They have captured them, and we're going to talk about how to fight back after the break. You're listening to The Reckoning on TNT Radio. De-weaponizing weather with reality and perspective. John Clauser recently won the Nobel Prize in physics. Pretty smart guy. Now, everybody loved him until he decided to say that he did not believe that there's a climate catastrophe. Listen to this statement from him. I can very confidently assert there is no climate emergency. As much as it may upset many people, my message is the planet is not in peril. Atmospheric CO2 and methane have negligible effects on the climate. Now we know that he further goes on to state that it basically has to do with the sun and reflectivity and the fact that the models can't even handle that type of thing. Two thirds of the earth are ocean, Pacific Ocean alone is half the earth. The average cloud cover for the earth is 67%, about 50% over land, 75% over the ocean. So consequently, nothing can handle that and the cause. Now, I believe the oceans warm and they cool. And right now, I believe that over the last 30 years, that has to do with geothermal input. That in turn puts more water vapor in the air, puts more clouds in the sky. There may be more reflectivity, but then again, there's more trapping of low level warmth. So it goes back and forth, especially in the real cold Arctic areas. But the point is, it is a complex system. CO2 is not the climate control knob. Man has only contributed three to 5% of the total CO2 in the atmosphere anyway. And yet you see John Kerry sitting there at the summit with the leader of China, the very country that is dumping all the CO2 in the air. Hypocrites. This is TNT Climate and Weather Watchdog meteorologist Joe Bastardi asking you to enjoy the weather. It's the only weather you've Meet got. Meet Norm. He lives with anxiety. But with the help of this latest innovation from Be Normal, he can be normal. Just like everyone else. With the swipe of a finger, you can project happiness. Confidence. Machismo. Why settle for being real when you can be normal? The Normal Maker, new from Be Normal. This item doesn't really work because there's no such thing as normal. We're all different. What we like, how our brains work. In fact, one in five of us live with mental illness. Don't filter who you are. Start by talking to someone you trust. And remember, there is no normal. Well, welcome to The Reckoning with Timothy Shea on today's News Talk Radio, TNT.
Charlie, you're exactly right. They need to capture the children. And that's exactly what these schools have done. My friend in Boston, Stiletto D, raised holy hell when she walked into her granddaughter's school with her and saw a big display in the front lobby teaching the five pillars of Islam. And she went in and she said, you're not teaching about Christianity. You're not teaching about Judaism. This stuff has to go. A school in Oakland, California, Fremont High School today, instead of flying the United States flag, flew the putative Palestinian flag today. That is illegal under California state law, but they did it anyway. They don't care. And that's how we have a generation of people like the Uber driver I had in Burlington, Vermont. I was in Burlington last month. I've told the story before, but not to you. And I asked the guy, I haven't been to Burlington in about 20 years. What's the town like? And he said, well, we've got a homeless problem now. And Drug problem's pretty bad. Violence has come with the drug problem. And I said, oh, really? Well, what occasioned that? And he said, well, you know, I'm an, I'm a liberal, but I got to confess, we voted for this. Uh, we made it attractive to the homeless to come here. Instead of going to Miami or San Diego or someplace warm, we provide them with food and with shelter and with internet and everything else. So we've made it attractive for them. So they came. And then we voted to defund the police and the drugs exploded and the violence along with it. And I said, okay, I'm going to ask you a question now. And I'm not trying to be confrontational. I genuinely want to know the answer. At what point is the social pain you're suffering going to induce you to change your voting patterns? And he said, never. Uh, is like, how do you even argue with somebody who's got the Kool-Aid on auto ship and runs a 24-7 IV drip of this stuff, right? That man is completely gone. He will actually be the one apologizing to his beheader, and he still won't figure it out until he looks back across the room at his now headless corpse. It's a, it's a hell of a trick, and they play it on us uh, because they know how we work. You, you, it's Stockholm syndrome for yeah. a lot of these voters. They are, they are complicit with their captors. They want to be told what to do. I think secretly, you don't want to feel like you're somebody that wants to be told what to do. So you outsource your critical thinking to the government or to the media or, or some, some other entity. Right. And then you go, well, it wasn't my idea. I mean, I just did, you know, if you don't have right. the the guts or the strength to, to stand behind what you think or what you feel or how you behave or what you believe in, and you just let somebody else tell you what to believe in, you're, you can't really get too anchored to it. And so their beliefs are whatever they're told their beliefs are. And what a crazy way to go through life. I mean, I don't expect everybody to believe the same things that I believe. I think that that's impossible. But I do think that there are some fundamental ideological components that we should all kind of uh, attach ourselves to, like trying to do what's best for ourselves, our family, humanity, this idea that we're going to just allow the mainstream corporate media to constantly lie to it, that we're going to allow the Smith Modernization Act of 2012 to be passed in which propaganda is legalized to be used against us. I mean, we need to stand up against this stuff because if we don't, you know, then we're just kind of like the, the Uber driver. We just kind of get what we get at that point, right? If we just, if we, if we throw our hands up and say, you think for us, because thinking is difficult 
cold and hard and and then you get what results you get but i don't want to live that way and i refuse to do that and i'm tired of living with people that want to live that way just because they're scared so i have no respect for these people i understand them i understand where they're coming from you probably understand in some weird right. way but 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 Look, respect oh respect is earned and 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 i that person will never earn my respect thinking like that i can understand a great white shark right i understand its biology i understand how it hunts what prey it seeks it doesn't mean that i need to be swimming with one you're exactly correct we can understand these people all we want but in in silence is complicity if you're quiet you're condoning it if you're hoping it goes away you're making it worse because you're emboldening them every time they think they've gone too far and when they don't meet any opposition do you know that the the celts actually succeeded in invading rome people don't realize this but the celts coming out of hallstatt and the north out of switzerland invaded italy and raped and pillaged all the way down the peninsula and the senate in rome said we're going to leave the city let them come into a vacant city we're not going to fight them because we can't beat them and so they decamped over to the west coast or the east coast over by brindisi and the celts came in to an empty city and they thought who are these vaunted romans that we've been hearing so much about are they spirits and they freaked out and they left okay because they didn't understand what was going on and it was too much for them well that's what happens to people when they lose their cognitive abilities when they lose their capacity for reason and this is why we've taken away civics education this is why we've taken away critical thinking this is why our reading scores are so low because if you can read understand what you're reading and extrapolate from there you are a dangerous person to the regime 22 schools in baltimore had zero students that were proficient in reading and math that's embarrassing that should never happen in a country with as much as many resources as we have and by the way the the amount of money that they spent per student was number four in the country so not only did they do are they turning out the worst students with the lowest test scores and an inability to succeed in life but they're graduating them they're giving them diplomas right. they're saying not our problem you know it looks good to me whatever you want to do um we're just going to pass you on and you become somebody else's problem so you've got a group of people that are coming out of the system out of the schooling system that wh whose lack of participation or maybe just negative results are getting being positively reinforced by the fact that they keep graduating on and keep moving on well, what's I, worse I read a story about a give them yeah what's worse is that they give them the misperception that they've been educated by handing them a diploma here's your diploma oh i'm educated i've got a high school education no you don't charlie 20 years ago and imagine how much worse things have gotten in the last 20 years 20 years ago they gave harvard seniors the iowa state high school proficiency exam from 1913. 
And guess what? None of them could pass it. They didn't know Latin. They didn't know Greek. They didn't know their history. They didn't know their civics. High school proficiency exam out of Iowa in 1913 was too much knowledge for a Harvard senior. It's not just the education system. It's just the threshold for for entrance. The military had to lower their entrance exam, uh, requirements. And still 77% of men from 18 to 26 are ineligible, even with the lowered standards. Yep. Too fat, criminal record, you know, whatever. We can't even churn out just ants you know what i mean even our our right. our run-of-the-mill low low level thinkers are too incompetent to even you know join the the military who would love to have them and use those people as cannon fodder they don't have a problem doing that but they yeah, can't even, they, even they in can't aldous huxley's brave qualify. new world they they successfully bred betas and deltas Right. Deltas were actually functioning members of society. They did the jobs no one else wanted, like being in the military and, and, and you know, doing garbage man work, et cetera. Uh, but we can't even do that. We can't even we can't even make good deltas, Charlie. No, no. We've lowered our standards across the board and everything where our expectations haven't. You know, George Carlin had that funny bit where he's talking about the education system. He said, uh, you know, it started with Head Start. Right. And then and then by, you know, after a decade and a half, it was no child left behind. Head Start, no child left behind. Like <laughs> what happened in the, in between this this era? It's like we just didn't we prioritized the wrong things. Uh, and frankly, look, they want a, a, a generation of kids to not know what's right. You know, it, what's what's good and what's bad and what's real and what's fake. They want it benefits the system to have a segment sure. of the of society that just is never going to figure it out. So, so you know, I don't know that they're in a huge hurry to improve the education system. I don't, I don't know that they're, they're they. You know, we might look at it as a return on investment, but to them, they they are not looking to make money with government. They're looking for control. And if you can control, if you can create an underclass of 50, 70 percent of of the population that's, you know, just working the machines, then that's a segment of society they never have to compete with. Their 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 financier buddies that are putting them in office never have to worry about them stealing their jobs. You know, it, none of this stuff. I mean, they just they can be used a variety of ways, and so it's 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 a shame. But I think for us, we're kind of up in a in a position where we can see it. It's clear as day to you and me, right? And the audience well, knows it is. this. Mitt Romney wasn't it. wrong in 2012 when he said close to half the country has a vested interest in the Democrat Party staying in power because they're either working at a government job or they're on the government dole. A friend of mine is a bankruptcy attorney in South Dakota, and he said there's a, a minimum threshold income at which you uh, are eligible for bankruptcy. And he said it's amazed him looking at people's financial disclosures over just the last five years, the dramatic increase in people on government assistance, whether it's SSDI or whether it's welfare 
or something else. They want, that's why the Democrats always looked at government as a jobs program for their buddies, but they want everybody on the government teeth. That's what this whole guaranteed minimum income thing is about. They want everybody to be on the government teeth. That's what you'll own nothing and like it is all about. Mama government will provide everything you need. It's like, yeah, including the Soma. <laughs> yeah, well, you're going to need it if you want to live in this hellscape 15 minute city world that they have planned for you. Yes, the sales pitch is you've got everything that you would possibly need. Why would you need to go outside of this region? Right. Can I go outside of that region? Well, no, but why would you need to, right? We've got it all here. Oh. So, the, oh, Truman, the fun is us. planning the vacation. We don't need to actually go on the vacation, Truman. Why would you ever want to leave here? You've got everything you want right here, Truman. We're all in the Truman Show, Charlie. Just put the goggles on. It's so much better when you've got the goggles on. You don't even need to go to that beach. You can just pretend like you're at the beach here. That's where they would like us. If we're there, then we're controllable. We, right. They can milk us for data. They can keep us busy, but we're out of their way. So, well, and they keep doing things be? to prove that we're not crazy, right? Like putting in a regulation now in 2026, there's got to be a chip that lets them turn on and off any vehicle from anywhere. Yes. Right? So if they, oh, I'm sorry, Charlie, you know, we really didn't like that post on X last week. You're not going to be allowed to go to the grocery store today. I, what do people think this legislation is for? Much like the, the smith Munt Modernization Act of 2012, you don't pass new laws legalizing the ability to lie or legalizing the ability to put a chip in your car unless you intend to use it. That's the and reason why you would do this. I, I've got to clarify that point. I meant to do this earlier. The smith Munt Modernization Act of 2012 was never passed. It never made it out of committee. So why is it Correct. the law? Because guess what? They tucked it into the 2013 National Defense Authorization Act that was literally yes. passed at 2.30 in the morning on the yes. last day it could possibly have been passed. And in this, they did the same thing for the 2017 NDAA when they stood up the Global Engagement Center out of the State Department, allegedly to combat terrorism, but what it's really been used for is to facilitate propagandizing American citizens on American soil by the government as provided for by the Smith-Munt Modernization Act of 2012. It wasn't modernized, it was repealed. Smith-Munt Modernization Act, for those that don't know, was a United States law passed in 1952 that prohibited the government from propagandizing American people on American soil. You can do Radio Free Europe, you can do Voice of America, but you cannot lie to the American people. Well, they quote unquote modernized it in 2013 by repealing that. And our government is now able to lie to us with impunity. Yes, they are. And when you give them a tyrannical government the right to lie without, I mean, it's not, let's be honest, it's not like they weren't lying to us before the Smith Munt Modernization Act. Right. I mean, but they, now there's they, not even any hope. There's not even any no. hope of a penalty. Charlie, I could talk to you for another three hours, but that's it for tonight. That's it for this week on The Reckoning. Stay tuned on TNT Radio for the Havorier Morris Show. I'm Timothy Shea. Until next time, God bless you. God bless these United States. Keep fighting the good fight.